Chapter 5 of A Story of Love by Francis Cassilli. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 God Ever Working for Me. In the last chapter, we have considered some of God's gifts to man, but our treatment were incomplete did we not reflect on his abiding presence in all his gifts. We learned in childhood days that God, by virtue of his immensity, is everywhere. Nothing created is remote from him. Beyond him, out of his sight, there is nothing. He exists in and about every creature, or rather, each creature is in him. In remotest planet, in the last grain of stardust whirling on the confines of space, in depths of ocean, wherever there is created being, there must dwell the increate. Nothing that he has made escapes him, is forgotten, deserted, or abandoned, and in the moment that he forgot or forsook it, it would perish, reverting to its original nothingness. It is the weakness or privilege of man to forget, but not of the Creator. And so it happens that each moment of the continued existence of creatures is, as it were, a new creation. For to conserve in being things which of themselves constantly tend to nothingness requires the same almighty power that brought them first into existence. And as omnipotence cannot delegate the power of creation to highest angel, so neither can he alienate from himself the absolute care and dominion over his own creation. Small, insignificant though I be, mine is the happy lot of being destined ever to be borne up on the bosom, encircled by the arm, of omnipotence itself. And from the dogma of God's omnipresence follow many consoling reflections. From it I learned that my Creator is never absent one moment from me during my long progress from the cradle to the grave, that His presence ever envelops me as the ambient air, as the all-pervading ether which is said to fill every nook and cranny of space. More tenderly than the most devoted of mothers, He watches and guards me sleeping and waking. Not a gift of his love will he entrust entirely to any messenger, however holy, but he will bring it to me himself, since it is as impossible for him to be absent from his gift as from me. And not only is God present to me at all times, or rather am I present to him, since in him and by him I am and have my being. But besides, God is ever working for me. Philosophers tell us of the beautiful doctrine of the divine concurrence, which arises out of the nature of created or dependent action. All created entity must come from and depend on God. Without him there can be nothing. The moment any being or entity existed independent of or apart from God, it would cease to be a creature. And each action in the universe, whether proceeding from highest angel or lowly atom, 
has an entity of its own it is something and as such must depend on god every change in the face of the sky each ruffling of the waters the motion of bird or insect the rising of the sap in the stalk all are new modifications of being and so new beings themselves and where is their surcease of action forces and powers lie all about each in play or struggling to be set free the leaves on the tree outside my window are swaying in the wind a simple operation surely and yet who will enumerate the forces required to bring it about the pressure of the wind the pool of gravity the resistance of the leaf the elasticity of the branch the strength of the trunk the numerous other agencies are in steady action and with each element of this combined energy god must concur to produce this apparently trifling result nothing is inactive work energy is the price of being in midwinter when nature seems a dead and frozen thing wrapped in its winding sheet of snow when no leaf or flower can be seen action does not cease it but seems to pause the current of plant life is but sluggish in its channels there is still sap within the branches and the dormant buds are but waiting for the first breath of spring to leap into renewed life and deep within the ground below the frost line the chemical forces are at work in the roots preparing for the intense burst of summer activity nature sleeps but sleep is only quieter action entire cessation of action is death the more intense higher and nobler the mode of action the nearer it approaches infinite action which knows nor pause nor rest there can then be no being or action of being which is not dependent on god for its inception and continuance the sun shines and the action of shining proceeds from the sun which has energy of its own but for the exercise of that energy god's concurrence is absolutely necessary so that the shining is equally from god and the sun or rather primarily from god the first cause and mover of all things and secondarily from the sun at the falling of the leaves the cricket chirps from its hiding place but it could not sing without the creator's cooperation from this concurrence of god with the action of all creatures it follows that whatever creatures do for me he also does he is busy in the gathering clouds and the falling rain forming the drops and carrying them gently to earth causing them to sink into the thirsty soil or fill the streams and rivers he swings the ponderous earth back and forth in its multiple motions to give us day and night and the returning seasons he is fireman of the sun and he lights the lamps in the sky he is head gardener and husbandman of the world 
the creator is ever working for me more constantly and assiduously than workman or varlet ever did for his master from loyalty or fear every kind ministration of my father or mother was equally his he built the house that shelters me far more truly than the carpenters and masons who labored on it and so he was my mason and builder he plants and waters and reaps the grain grinds it in the mill and brings the flour to my door he lights the fire sets the water to boil and cooks my meals and when all is ready he sets the table and serves the dishes so he is truckman carrier cook and server to me all the days of my life and are any of these occupations menial and god is my servant and while other servants may come and go tiring of me and my service god never leaves me but he is a willing bondman to me and will be forever this subject we could pursue into an infinitude of details reflecting that god is teacher educator printer physician priest and civil magistrate to us but each can make these and other applications for himself the thought may here obtrude itself how the creator can perform these multitudinous ministrations without burden and weariness it is love that drives him on and love never wearies of well-doing we tire of protracted toil become heart-sick and weary in the treadmill of duty our muscles ache and our brain becomes fagged and rest we must have but god never wearies of action to work to act is his nature and essence and he cannot rest inaction is to him impossible even creatures find the greatest pleasure in activity it is no strain for the eagle to soar through the air for trees to grow for man to think but as all these operations involve waste of matter which must constantly be renewed intervals of rest are necessary god's energy however is infinite always intense never consumed or diminished without beginning or end and hence requires not replenishing rest or recuperation his work is never toil but resembles rather free and invigorating play it is without stress worry or solicitude since god then never lets me out of his sight how can i ever forget his presence since he is ever working doing for me how shall i ever perform any action which is not directed to him true friendship is never content away from the object of its love and can i whom god cannot bear to part from for a moment be happy for one moment pursuing creature loves unmindful of my one true friend and every act of which i am capable with mind heart or hand should be done for him in return for the true lover cannot think of or love anything but his beloved End of chapter 5